Hey everybody, welcome to Cultivation with Kevy. I'm your host, Kevy the Dreamer, and today I'm joined by my girl, Denise Gray. Let Denise lead the way. Let Gray lead the way. Hey, Let Gray everybody. lead the way. Yes. Look, I was sitting there cheesing like I really said it. Said you something. were. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Let it. Gray lead the way. Excuse there me. I need the, everybody to say that. Let Gray lead the way. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing fine. I miss seeing your face. Oh, um, it's so good to see you. Yes. And thank you for inviting me to, to speak or Absolutely. to just converse with you. Really, it's going to be a conversation. You're going to throw questions at me, but I'm ready. Because um, <laughs> like I said, I stay ready. Um, <laughs> yes, honey. <laughs> Denise, I always start off with just a few icebreaker questions just to let people to get to know you a little bit better. So I have three questions for you. Number one is, who was your favorite woman in history? Um, there are so many great women who have paved the way for men and women. Let's be real. Um, there are so many black women, strong women. Yes. Yes. women, feminine women who have paved the way for everybody and then some. Um, so person that comes just, I'll, I always say is Shirley Chisholm. Uh, yes. Shirley Chisholm um, was a um, member of Congress. She was mm -hmm. also the first um, black person and therefore black woman to run for um, the presidency of the United yes. States. And then we also have Barbara Jordan. She's um, another woman, that great black woman, um, who was a member of Congress, um, came from Texas, um, attorney. Um, yes, she paved the way for not only black women, straight women, but she also paved the way for women like her, queer woman, women. So, Love it, love it. Mm -hmm. And so Miss Barbara, she ran in the 70s, correct? Yes, before we yeah. were born. That's all yeah. I know. Before we were yeah. born, she ran. Just think about all that she had to endure. So much love and respect for her. That is, mm -hmm. that's incredible. Love that answer. Yes. Um, question, question number two, let me unlock my phone real quick. No is worries. who has been, this one might be a little controversial, excuse me. I didn't think about that when I was writing it. Who has been your favorite president? Barack Obama. There's no controversy in that. <laughs> there is no controversy in that. Um, he was, well, before him, it was, who was my, you know, it depends on which stage in my life that I'm in. Yes. I remember the only president at the time that I knew of was Ronald Reagan. I was like, Ronald Reagan is my favorite president as a child. Mm -hmm. And then as yes. I grew up, I learned all the most devious things he did, not only to our country, but mm -hmm. also to what what was done to uh, black and brown people, particularly black people. Um, that was the the beginning stages or of the crack era. Um, yeah, you know. So, mm. but Barack Obama, Barack Obama, Barack, um, and his wife Michelle. We can't talk about Barack without the yes, without yes. thinking about Michelle. There's yes. always a strong woman holding up a strong man. Yes, that is so true. Um, so he he's he's my forever president. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So iconic and so inspirational. 
inspirational. He not only paved the way for so many people who did not see themselves ever um, being in such a position of leadership. Um, he paved the way for our, what I call our next generation of leaders and understanding there is nothing in their way holding them back from achieving their dreams. Even those dreams that so many people say are impossible. Uh, he made the fact that when the people say it's impossible, it means I'm possible, you know? I love it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Question number three, final question is, as a child, did you see yourself pursuing politics? Yes. Believe it or not, yes. Um, so um, I grew up, I struggled with reading, reading going up. Um, so going to the library was something that my mother made sure happened often, often, often. So I would begin to read books about um, the civil rights movement, uh, about Thurgood Marshall, um, first black justice in Supreme Court. We now have the second, Miss Contangi. Okay. Yes, context. Um, and, you know, I read about, that's when I first read about Shirley Chisholm and Barbara Jordan and so many others. Um, and I was like, if these women can do it, and if all these women who didn't get their you know, get the sun shine uh, shine on on them during the civil rights movement could actually pave the way for the civil rights movement to occur then i can make a powerful statement here in my community and i've always held on to that and i was just thinking about uh the other night um of why i went to law school and you know what um I remember saying that I wanted to be a teacher. I became an educator, right? Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it was going to law school that was going to help me to actually interpret the laws and write the laws that I would make. And so unknowingly, that was an unconscious um, goal that I set for myself. You wow. Know? Okay. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I love that your your mother, like you said, there's always a strong woman. Yes. So you, you're you're a strong woman. So your mother created the foundation for you mm -hmm. to be the strong woman that you are today. She kept you in the library, which is so underrated because you know we I think we overlooked the library. Um, so you, baby Denise, was reading about these iconic women mm -hmm. and. Now look at you today. Um, I love to hear that. So you, you've already hit on the fact that you are an educator and that you went to I'm law a school. Formed educator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so take take me on that journey. Tell me about how you know in education and in law school and to your current where you're at today. T take us on that journey and tell us how you have gotten to where you are today. Okay. Um, well, it's very. There's no straight road to success. Let me tell you yes. that. Um, yes. So I attended the University of Louisville. Um, and after, by the way, I was, I founded, I helped to found uh, the U of L All Girl Cheer, squ Cheer Squad, which is the best okay. all girl cheer squad in the world. Okay. But carry on. I just always mention that in my conversations. Yes, I love it. <laughs> but after graduating from U of L, 
um, I went off to the University of Denver Stern College of Law. Um, I attended law school initially because, you know, I grew up in a home that was had domestic violence in it. And I wanted to defend people who were like me at the, as a child, couldn't defend myself, couldn't protect anyone. And so I wanted to be that protector, that, you know, that, that person that can come in and right so many wrongs that were going on and people who couldn't speak for themselves. But um, once I went to Denver, I never um, anticipated returning home to Lexington, Kentucky. But guess what? I got sick and I had to come back here to Kentucky. And I've been here ever since. Um, um, I have not practiced law in Kentucky at all. Instead, what I did was... Um, I felt that my greatest need was not to be working in the court system, but to be being a light for our what I like I say it all the time, next generation of leaders in our public schools. So I began um, working with students, um, learning behavior students um, in um, Lexington or Fayette County Public Schools, and those students right there. Um, were the students, they were the people, them and their families were the people who propelled me to to go on and run for office. It was a goal. If you go back to my, my junior high memory book, it says run for office. It was actually, it says be president, but I don't want that in my life. But um, so I looked around and I saw that my students didn't see, and I didn't see anyone in our state senate who look like us. No one there come, came from a, a, a community like us um, there. No one there can understand the concerns of these students. They didn't understand what it's like to have a parent that is not from the United, United States. My mother is from Guyana, which is in South America. Okay. Um, West Indians. Um, but um, so... And I would see the situations um, where parents were working three jobs just to make ends meet. You have parents who never saw their children, children that were raising themselves and their siblings. Um, and then I saw laws such as at the time it was the gang bill that was being proposed in our um, in our General Assembly here in Kentucky. So I saw that my senator um, did not have a um, opponent. No one was challenging him. And I said, looky here, I will challenge him because I did not like the fact that he was not speaking up for his constituents. Instead, he was speaking up for those, um, the wealthy, those people who already have, and for getting those regular citizens in the 28th Senate District here in Kentucky who did not have anyone making laws on their behalf. So I ran for that office in 2018. I was an underdog, rightly so. Um, my opponent did not take me seriously, nor did his party take me seriously until they did a poll and they found that even Republicans wanted to vote for me, in which they did. And so they spent over $300,000 to beat me uh, to yeah, to basically to beat me and they won. But the fact they had to spend over $300,000 to beat me 
a relatively unknown person um, in the political world uh, who only raised $38,000. So that speaks volumes and that speaks a lot that he only lost by a narrow margin as well. So after that, that race, I'm going on to answer this question. Um, so after that race, I proclaimed that I was never going to run for, for office again because of the death threats, the lack of support in our community, even supporters that ended up turning on me. It was a weird, it was weird. Uh, it was a very strange time. And it wasn't until October of this, of last year that Members, voters in the 6th District City Council area reached out to me to ask me to run for office. And I thought about it and I was like, I'm going to do it. Why not? And that's how we ended up, how I'm here. I said, why not? I'll do it. So first of all, I just want to say I'm so proud of you because that is so inspiring because like you said, you could have easily let that defeat you. You know, you, you didn't want to go back into office. You didn't want to run again. But, right. but you were so close. You you were a relatively unknown person in the political world, and you just narrowly were defeated. So that speaks to your potential. That speaks to your talents. And that speaks to what you believe in. So, you know... Just because you lost that race does not mean that you have lost overall. So I just want to say that first and foremost. Second, I want to say I'm just in awe of just the the aspirations, the perseverance. Um, I love to see it. I'm just just very proud of you. Um, so just to redirect, I just want to say um, so so seeing that there clearly was a void, you know. Nobody that looked like you, really nobody of our ethnicity, no, no, still black no people, one, no by the way. People. Right. So clearly a void in, in the office. Um, what would you say is your maybe maybe besides like the 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 lack of diversity and um you know, not not seeing I'm trying to word it in the right way, not seeing your face, not seeing people that look like you, do you feel like that is an ultimate driving force for why you do this. And do you also feel like you're not seeing like causes that you believe in being stood up for? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's um, a deter- whenever I see an environment where not necessarily it's always got to be black people or Latin people who are being underserved and underrepresented, but it's when I see anyone underserved and, and underrepresented that it, it just it just hits me hard. Um, I'm I'm one of those good doer, whatever the word is. I'm always looking out to be that super shiro, um, trying to save the day. I don't know what it is. It's just like an, an innate thing. It's always been in me, even from yes. a young child. Um, but like from how how long I've known you, you're a do gooder. Maybe that's the word we're looking for. Yeah, that's the word right there. <laughs> but, you know, with me also in Kentucky, you can, I, I'm one of those people that very very few things make me afraid. I'm, uh, very few things. Uh, so the 
when people ask me when I just stepped out and I ran in 2018, if I was afraid, and I was like, no, they should be afraid of me. Uh, they really should, um, because I'm one person who cannot be bought. I'm one person who will always stand up and speak loudly, even when it's hard. Because what's hard? Nothing. My ancestors have dealt with so much more than what I, I'm dealing with right now. Um, yes. But also, you know, I was disappointed when I lost. I was so disappointed because I gave my all and then some. But during this time frame, when I was just trying to get back, because that that race really pulled a lot out of me, had to go to therapy, still in therapy. But um, uh, but something it just Kentucky is a state that just ratified the Thirteenth Amendment in nineteen seventy six. Mm. Kentucky is a place where we have areas that don't have access to broadband, inter, you know, internet. Kentucky is a place where we have people who don't have access to clean water. Kentucky is a place that time has left behind. And so with that, you have a whole lot of people, even people who are quote unquote Democrats, which for me, what I what I found is they're all the same. Um, is that the thought process here is not ready. It's not ready. And I, I and the reason why I step out over and over is because I want younger people to see that, hey, you don't have to stay back there. You can be up front and you can be bold with it. So, no, I want to be, I'll dream of a place where Kentucky is a place where people are equally represented, where people are equally thought of when the budget, state budget, when the city budgets are made. Uh, I just dream of a place, place where there's equality, and that's not Kentucky right now. But I strive for it to be, and I will work my tail off until it is. Love to hear it. Yeah. Um, you definitely are an ally, you know, me being, me being a gay man, me being a black man, you know, not just because we're black people, but you, like you said, you strive for equality for everybody. You want the best for everybody. You want everybody to be equally represented. Um, so I definitely see that in you. I definitely see, um, you know, the work that you're doing and, and the, the representation that you're fighting so hard for. Um, what other causes would you say that you're fighting for? What other causes would you say are very important to you to be represented and to be understood by Kentucky? Um, oh, there, there's so many causes that I'm involved in. Um, mm -hmm. But right now, um, Right now, I'm just going to speak specifically about Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, specifically in uh, Lexington, Kentucky, um, we have, in many other places, have had an, an uptick in gun violence. Gun violence. My, I've had relatives murdered. Um, I have had cousins in the criminal justice system 
and the uptick in gun violence, um, it always hits home because I'm, I'm thinking about my, everything for me, since I don't have children, is my students. Yes. My students, my students, my students, my students. And I'm just concerned for them because many of them have graduated and the many of them are in the streets. And in, and some of my other students are in high school at this point. And not everyone grew up with the household where parents were there to care for them. Not everyone was there with, you know, the, the family going to church, you know, we have, I have families where guns were readily available. The streets were the way to live. Those were facts. Um, and so when I'm hearing about a lot of the juvenile and young adults being killed, being murdered, or being the murderer or the shooter, that very, that very much concerns me. And it very much concerns me because what I'm seeing is, at least here in Lexington, it was a large amount of people that looked like me. And so my, I've always believed that um, the uptick in crime and gun violence is symptomatic of something else that's missing. And it's up for people who like to think and actually come up with policy and ideas to do the work of just, you know, doing this research and why is this happening? We know that COVID may most likely have something to deal with it. We were all cramped in our homes for so long wearing masks, but a lot of the violence that we're seeing right now was starting to brim before COVID. So, so that's a cause of mine that's very near and dear to me. And also the housing um, affordable housing is very important. I believe it's a right to have housing that is not uh, going to cost you umpteen dollars. You know? So those are some things that I'm working on or believe wholeheartedly about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we hear about it in the news so much. Just the gun violence is out of control. It's just to a place where something has got to happen. We, it, it's happened too many times. And these are innocent children. These are babies that are being taken from us. Yes. Their, their futures, you know, their futures are being stolen from them and something has to give. So yes, very important cause and, and housing. Like you said, it's a right. We all need a roof over our heads. So yes, absolutely. Um, so for somebody like me that may not know, you know, when, when elections come around and there's so many people that are running or there's so much going on, you know, so much going on in the news. And sometimes it may feel like one, one, um, sometimes it feels like something is being pushed. That is like a blind item that we're trying to forget about other things. How would you say, as savvy as you are with, with what's going on in the world, how would you recommend people like me to, to educate ourselves on policies and, and what the, our current politicians are standing for and how we can be educated on who to vote for? Oh, that's a mouthful right there. Hopefully I'll answer all of this. 
sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. So you can stop. Uh, if I, once I finish, you can tell me if I did or did not answer it. Who knows? I guess my, my train of thought is often like squirrel. You know? <laughs> um, okay. Firstly, um, how re regular people who don't find all of this politics stuff and the policy stuff, Supreme Court ruling stuff, so interesting that they read every single word like me. I do. Um, <laughs> I'm an L7 a square. I love to read. I love to read policy and I love to read laws, um, like rulings. But so my thing is this. Oft, what I've noticed is that there are a large number of people who are um, watching the news and that's how they get it. They get it from not reading it, but actually mm -hmm. going and listening to someone and then regurgitating it as though right. they know it is fact. Mm -hmm. My thing is this, if you hear something on the news, fact check it yourself. We have an arsenal called the internet. But with the internet, you can research and get to down some little ho hole and get to the wrong information. But I always say there are some great fact check checkers out there. I always go to Washington Post, New York, the New York Times. Those right there um, are um, the, the periodicals that I go to to make sure that what I'm hearing in the news is actually true. And then I also, but this is me, you all just know this is me. For example, <laughs> last week uh, we had several um, rulings uh, that came from, from uh, the Supreme court. I didn't just wait to go hear about Griswold's overturning or you all don't know what that is, but, uh, or hearing about uh, how the holding that, um, quote unquote, overturned Roe v. Wade, I went and I read it. Um, so my, my, my thought is this, do the research yourself. Um, if you don't have the time, go to someone that you know knows the difference between fantasy and fact. You just want the facts. You only want the facts, stay with the facts and you can add your own opinion to it. Um, I would refer from, uh, people to just staying away from um, news shows where it's just all opinion and zero fact or very small, minute fact. That's like um, a small lie, a white lie, you know, a lie is a lie. Also, um, another, you know, get involved. You can actually question people, your po local politicians you um about their thoughts on policy their thoughts on what they want to see in their community what their thoughts on what they will do once they're um, elected you have that right you have that right 100 percent to question them because that's the job of a public servant is to be a servant of the people to serve the people first and solely always serve the community and the people in which you like them um also, you know, show up to these meetings. Um, so many people complain about ordinances and laws 
and what have you, but they have never spoken with their city council person, their lawmaker. Go to those um, city council meetings. Go to those. You can go to your your capital during during session, and you can meet with your elected official. Do it. Um, and what else am I missing out on? You covered it. Did I? And that was. And I want to say that that is wonderful information that I myself a didn't know and b didn't think of. You know, mm-hmm. it, it goes back to in high school when they when we learn about credible resources. That that's a great point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you said the Washington Post, the New York Times, credible resources that are only going to publish facts. They're not going to necessarily be someone's opinion. And right. I get like that you said. I mean, that there's because- a there's the opinion section, but. Right, <laughs> right, 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 and I and I like that you, I like that you're bringing note to the fact that if you're only getting your information from a news channel, that is a lot of opinion, and it doesn't matter where you know what source you know, not singling out any sources here on on this platform, but you know, mm-hmm. it's all opinion, mm-hmm. or a lot of it is opinion. So I love that you said that, and I and I love my next question for you. You've already answered it actually. Was how do you suggest to get involved? Um, and you you answered it. Um, well, I got more to add on that because also yeah. to get involved, volunteer as someone that uh, ran for office before has volunteered on numerous campaigns, ran campaigns as ca- um, campaign manager, um, and now a candidate again. Volunteer, support those candidates that support you and want to make positive change for you. Um, I can tell you this, um, being a black woman running for political office is hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. I know running for office is hard in general, but, um, and I was just speaking with um, a group of black women around the nation and someone that may be on CNN or on one of those shows often also um, who had run some campaigns said the same thing. People do not donate or support black women when they run for political office at all. They do not. And the fact is I can attest to it myself. I, no one supported me or believed in me in 2018. In fact, my own party reached out to have white males run against me so that I would not be the Democratic nominee here in Kentucky. It didn't work because everybody realized who they were talking about. And they were like, we're not going to run against Denise. But um, even now, uh, 22, uh, I cannot get people to donate to my campaign. I mean, people are donating but not in the amount or that they should. My my Facebook page has over 30, actually 3,500 followers. And if every single one of them just donated $10 or every single one of them just donated five, how about that? We can do $5. If everybody donated $5, that would be enough for me to communicate with my voters. Um, and that's all that the money should be going for is how you're going to communicate. Um, nothing to pad your your wallet. Nothing should go there. It should all be transparent. Um, but to get people to understand the reason why you don't have 
regular people in these elected places is because of the money, the money issue. And regular people are strapped. Regular people can't donate $2,000 at one time. It's un- inf- they can't do that. They would love to do that, but what they can do is volunteer. But you have to have something to pass out when you're volunteering and knocking on doors. So, but yes, those are my suggestions. Get involved. Help people who care about you and will stand up for your rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. It's, you know, it, money makes the world go round and promotion and running a campaign, I'm sure is very expensive. So oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, it is. <laughs> but it is do what have, it is. Do you have any other th- thoughts that I haven't covered that you would like to share? What What else would you like people to know? Or do you have any other um, issues or anything that you want to talk about? Um, well, of course, there's always something else I want to talk about. Um, yeah. And I, I will bring up Roe v. Wade being overturned. Um, um, and, you know, I, I had a meeting um, with one of my groups of women around the nation, and we're, we're all livid. Um, I know that I've spoken with people here in Kentucky, and um, they see people who who are, quote-unquote, pro-choice as being pro-abortion. No one is pro-abortion. Um, and they see women as who disagree with the overturning of Roe v. Wade as wanting to kill babies. Nobody wants to kill babies. No one. And I just want people to understand that people are upset because in that same week last week, the Supreme Court said that states could not make decisions about guns. Mm-mm, it's too much. It's too powerful. That, you know, guns. Ooh. But instead, it decided, hey, you have control over states, what women do with their bodies. You women are second class citizens who cannot make decisions for themselves. That's what the Supreme Court said. And that's why so many people are livid. And uh, I need more people to speak up um, for women, to let women understand that we are, uh, this is to the males who are listening, that women are not second class citizens. Women make the world go round. Um, and we should have the ability to decide, you know, yeah. what if we, what what contraceptive that we want to use. We have the right to decide our reproductive health. Period. And until there is a law that is equally challenging the males, I think it's just far for me. It just it just bothers me so much. And then also. On top of that, the reason why also people are just upset is because guess what? When a woman miscarriages, um, you're in the medical field there, Kevy. Um, the process of taking the baby from the, from the body is considered to be what? An abortion. 
Yep. So the language, that, the rhetoric that is coming out, that is being spoken is, is forgetting so much. It's forgetting so much and, and glossing over the fact that right now it seems like we're going backwards. And the fact that we have Senator Corrin from Texas who put out a tweet saying, hey, while we're doing this, he's serious, by the way. Um, let's overturn uh, Plessy v. Ferguson and Brown Brown v. Board of Education. Which so means let's basically he, just go back to segregation. He wants segregation. And if you wow. watch Katanji's confirmation, confirmation hearing, um, you see their stance about Black women, period. Absolutely. The way mm -hmm. that she was treated was just Horrendous. Mm. Right. But so I want everyone to stay vigilant. I want everyone to get involved. Um, I want everyone to stand up for women and our right to make decisions about our body. Uh, because it wasn't even too long ago that women didn't or wives didn't have to get permission from their husbands to get a credit card to get a job. It seems like we're going backwards. And as we, uh, some people want to liked it that way because they prevailed, but right. You know, that's yeah, all. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree with all of your thoughts that you've shared and, and my thoughts. Yeah, mm -hmm. go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Tell me your thoughts. So I, I was, I was just going to say that, like you said, it just feels like, we're going back to the 1800s and I just feel like what, what is next? Literally my thoughts in the are, 1800s. Literally my thoughts are like, are we just yeah. going to become slaves again? Or I mean, wh what's coming next? You know, it, it's just, it's mind blowing. It's a scary time. It's a scary time. And that's why it's important for people to understand facts. Stay away from the opinions. Opinions will lead you astray. Facts are facts are facts. But um, another thing I want everyone to, um, to know is that you can donate to my campaign by going to Denise Gray, and that's D-E-N-I-S-E-G-R-A-Y, the number four, ky.com. <coughs> yes. And where can we find you on social media and, and platforms? Okay. On uh, all social media, um, from Twitter to TikTok, um, to Instagram, all of them. Um, not on Snap, though. But uh, <laughs> not on Snap. Um, you can find the campaign at uh, Denise Gray 4, and 4 is spelled out F-O-R-K-Y. So that's D-E-N-I-S-E-G-R-A-Y-F. O-R-K-Y. And the election is in November. Yes, November 8th. November so 8th. So if you all, if you want to volunteer, you can, wherever you are listening, you can volunteer the phone bank for me. Um, you can write postcards. Um, you can, you can support me even if you're not here and you can most definitely donate to the campaign. So long as you're 18 years of age and a U.S. citizen. 
residing in the United States. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right, Denise. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for sharing your thoughts and educating us on so many different topics. Um, so much love and support to you on your journey. And um, I will be going to your website and uh, finding out different ways that I can support because, you know, I'm here in L.A., but um, yeah. So I just thank you. And um, yeah, guys, um, when this episode comes out, I will be um, sharing all the information as to how to connect with Denise and her website and all of her platforms. And yeah, so this has been Cultivation with Kevy. Until next time, take care. Thank you so much. God bless.